baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Time to rewind. It's the Chris and Amy Rewind Recap. Amy is out today. She's back next week in the year 2024. I'm Chris Ranji. Uh, Has anybody said to you yet, hey, see you next year? No. Have you gotten that one yet? I would not enjoy that. If anybody does say it to you, um, you have the right to delete their number from your phone. What if they say it to me in person? Can I delete them from my life? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do not say to someone, who see you next year. <laughs> it's it's not a good one. I hope I never see you again. Oh, also, I need to uh, I need to apologize to Amy Marks Cores because I accused her yesterday of ignoring my Merry Christmas text message. I sent her a Merry Christmas text. Did, did this happen during the, the hour after I was gone? No, no, no. It happened... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when I accused her of it yeah. on the air with Hancock and Kelly yesterday. Um, I said that she ignored my Merry Christmas text on Christmas Day. Turns out she didn't get it. Or she lied to me. What do you mean or didn't she, get it? I always feel like that. It didn't go through. It, this has been you. You weren't in. Uh, it, this probably didn't happen as much when you were in high school and college. But it used to be uh, the constant excuse was, you know, if you if you hadn't done something. Or hadn't responded to something. Just be like, oh, I didn't get that email. Yeah. People get their emails. Yeah, so I think, so you think she's lying? Yes. Because she sent me, we were on the show yesterday, and she sent a text about a story, and I responded today with, I, I ignored it, and I responded today with, I'm sorry, but I will not be responding to any of your messages until you acknowledge my Merry Christmas text from three days ago. And she said in all caps, I never got a Merry Christmas text and then sent me a bunch of screenshots. I think she deleted them. Yeah. And then sent me the screenshot. Maybe if her phone was off or something and and somehow then it just, when she turned it back on, it never got delivered. But in my experience, messages normally find the place they're supposed to go. Speaking of your conversation with uh, Hancock. I rescind my apologies. Yes, you should. Speaking of your conversation with Hancock and Kelly uh, yesterday from, from 1 to 2, I mean, this isn't really recapping our show, I guess, but it's recapping we'll something that happened here, and we always like to tell people about things that they can go back and listen to on the uh, free Odyssey, Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, as Chris so frequently reminds us. I really l- enjoyed in the first segment uh, the three of you did yesterday, the conversation about uh, Mr. Hancock's experiences doing PR for uh, Ronald McDonald. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I... That was the funniest story that Ronald McDonald, uh, when he was doing PR for them, went to an, a, a thing on the station. Um, it was Magic 108. And Ronald McDonald came in for the appearance, the interview or whatever, and then left and then hit one of the DJ's cars on the way out. Yeah, and John Hancock band. doing his voice was oh. great. I, yeah. the, the story he told before that about not having so, a uh, not having a parking spot at the VP parade so for Ronald funny. McDonald and him having to walk multiple miles in the big red shoes and and he said that so he funny. said to John you know have you ever thought about how hard it is you know do you know how hard it is to walk in these shoes and John's like well I hadn't given it much thought <laughs> <laughs> so funny 
That's sto- the story of the car and Ronald McDonald hitting it and the DJ saying, uh, Ronald, uh, on the way out, he hit my car. And, and John says... No, because we don't let, when Ronald's doing an appearance, we don't let him drive. He says he saw <laughs> he the goes, yellow gloves. I saw his yellow gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Worth downloading the Odyssey app for that segment alone. Oh, yeah, please go back and get it. It's so funny. It's right off the top. It's like the first thing we talked about, I think, uh, yesterday in the 1 o'clock hour. And you can go back and listen to our show as well. So we, we started off the show talking about Nikki Haley and being unable to answer the question well about the Civil War. She was in a town hall yesterday. And a a voter who was there stood up and said, you know, what started the Civil War or why was the Civil War fought? And she was unable to or unwilling to say that it had anything to do with slavery. So she's taken quite a bit of a beating today. Even Ron DeSantis and his campaign team tweeted out a, a video of that exchange with the word yikes above it. So people are taking advantage of the situation. We talked to Major Garrett, uh, chief Washington correspondent for CBS News. You know, as governor of South Carolina, she doesn't not know the answer. That's not the issue. It's not like who's the leader of this country or do you know this particular geography or do you remember this thing about the set of that war in motion 60 years ago that is somewhat distant? It's not that she doesn't know the answer. That's not the question. Everyone knows she knows what the answer is. The question is, why was she hesitant? And what does that tell you about not only her set of political calculations, but what she might be fearful an audience would be willing to listen to? And I think that's why it's gained so much interest and attention. And I think he's right. That's what we talked about off the top, is that it's it's not about her answer. It's that it's the reasons why she answered it the way she did. It's that she's afraid of a large chunk of the electorate would be upset with her if she acknowledges that slavery was part of the Civil War and the reason for it, which that's that's an undeniable fact. I don't really, I don't understand why there are so many people and maybe there aren't. Maybe she's overestimating how many people would be upset if she acknowledged that. Maybe there aren't that many. But the fact that she feels like there are, I think in itself is a problem. We can't acknowledge the Civil War was fought in large part because of slavery? Why can't we say that 200 years later? Something we didn't talk about at the time, by the way, when, when you mentioned even Ron DeSantis had had, had posted yikes, not him pers- his personal account, but, his, but their rapid response campaign. account yeah. had, had posted that. Are we confident Ron DeSantis would have answered that question differently? I mean, this is Ron DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida, where the Board of Education approved new rules requiring teachers to tell students that there were upsides to being enslaved. Well, Ron DeSantis a little, said that the authors, yeah. quote, did a good job and that it was reasonable to, quote, show that some of the folks eventually parlayed, you know, being a blacksmith into doing things later in life. I mean, Ron DeSantis has, has essentially said... Slavery wasn't all that bad. Some people worked, at, you know, it worked out pretty good for them. And yeah. he's going to say that he would point to it as the as the definitive cause of the Civil War. I well, no, I know he's a, he's opportunistic in that way, where he's going to use it despite the hypocrisy of it. Does he I think no def- one will ask him at a future town hall now and see what he has to say? I well, hope his team is preparing him because that I, question's coming. I, maybe he knows that he's on the way out as a candidate, Which, and that it doesn't did matter. Did you see that? Well, this is getting away from the recap, but did you see that coming? 
that that he would struggle to this degree to even retain relevance? I thought many, many months ago when we had discussions in this room um, about his candidacy, and there were people who said, oh, he's going to be a strong candidate. He is um, he's their best chance of winning instead of Trump. And I was very skeptical of that idea because I don't think he has. He With his people in Florida and with his base of voters, sure, he might be popular, but I don't think he has national widespread appeal. And I thought he was very awkward, and that's all played out. Yeah, he's so, much less charismatic than I think people realized oh, a year ago. And I, and I was telling people, like, are you sure about this? Kind of an odd guy. There are people in this room who said, "No, he he would if if he's the nominee, he will beat Biden easily." I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. He was really cooking I in his particular off. lane at a at a certain point yeah. in time, and and as he's trying to expand beyond that lane, it just has not gone that way. I think he turns off a lot of people, mm-hmm. and that's that's proving to be true. And I actually like Nikki Haley. She's certainly not my favorite candidate of everybody who could be president uh, in 2024. But I, I think I think she's reasonable when she gives answers. And I could have until yesterday. Yesterday was not good. You, yeah, I was going to say, considering the context around her being brought up today, because if not for those comments, we probably would not have discussed Nikki Haley on no. this show today. You have, you have been surprisingly, I wouldn't say defensive of her, because you're not defending those comments, obviously. But you have been surprisingly positive in your overall picture of Nikki Haley today. I don't think I'd vote for her, but I could live with her being president, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected you to to have Which is, as much positivity yeah. as you do about her. Not to say it's overwhelming, but just that there uh, there is a significant amount there. And that, so. That's just my feeling on her, and I, I get that's not the end all, but I, I could be comfortable with her. Because, when she answers questions, for example about abortion in that first debate she did the first uh, republican primary debate the way she answered the question was essentially um though i don't agree with her on abortion altogether she essentially gave me the sense that she was willing to concede that that every situation is different and that we shouldn't be making decisions for women because you don't know what they're going through in the moment you don't know what they're dealing with, what health issues, and that we shouldn't be telling a woman she can or can't do it. Um, I I don't know. I, I thought she was more reasonable about that. For do you example. think, therefore... And she's reasonable about foreign policy stuff. Do you think, therefore, that she's the kind of candidate who, if she could somehow get through the labyrinth of extremism that has become the Republican primaries that she should be a candidate who would scare Democrats at least a little bit in a general election where maybe her ability to appeal to some moderates, especially to moderate suburban women who are a concern post the overturn of Roe v. Wade and and, and abortion legislation. There's so much polling out there, and and it fluctuates all the time. And you can find a poll that supports whatever you want. But there is polling out there to suggest that she would do well in a, in a general against Biden. So, yeah, I think she could win. She might have a better chance of winning than than Trump does. Because what you're so. talking about, it, it just says to me, if, if you're thinking she has the ability to reach into the middle a little bit, she comes off a little bit more moderate, those things sound like maybe demerits to her candidacy for, in, to the extent of actually trying to win within the primary, but maybe something that would become more of a benefit 
uh, as time goes on if she were to become the nominee. Here's a texter uh, to 314-436-7900. says, uh, Haley didn't do anything that Biden or his press secretary don't do every day. Ignore a question somewhat or lie directly to us. That's from Steve. And yeah, I, I, will I guess agree that's with you. sort of true. Yeah, well, it's yeah. just not what we're talking about. No, I, I that's a little whataboutism. Yeah, this is a very obvious question and a very obvious answer, and she fumbled it. And we were criticizing her for deal. this for the specific content of her answer, not for the fact that it didn't address the question directly. I don't really care how whether she answers the question or not. Just in this circumstance, part of your answer has to be yes, slavery was part of it. That's yeah. all. It's such an obvious question. I, I So we're not criticizing her for dodging. We're criticizing her for her the inadequacy of the substance of her answer. Well, I, well, that now we're getting that's that's uh, that's two in the weeds, I think. But what we're the the point is, yes, press secretaries, Biden's press secretary misleads a lot, and and he doesn't always answer questions directly. But that's also true of a lot of politicians, I would say. But this is the civil war which has been settled, and slavery, which has been settled, and it is an easy, easy answer. This is not an ongoing, current political situation. So that's that's why her answer was so striking yesterday. We also talked some Cardinals because the offseason is right here, and 2024 is coming up. Can they compete next year as is? I think they've done the heavy lifting already with the pitching. I don't think they're equipped to go on a World Series run right now, but I think they're equipped to go on a uh, division winning run. Now, let's we still have to wait. I, I still think the Cubs are going to do something more. You don't go spend that money on Craig Council and then just do nothing of significance in the offseason. So it, it's somewhat dependent upon what other teams are doing. I think the Brewers are going to take a step back. I think the Reds are a very scary team with that young talent that they have. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they have done enough to be competitive in the division. That is Matt Pauley, host of Sports Open Line tonight at 6 o'clock, 6 till 8. It is the countdown to opening day. It'll be him and Mike Claiborne. They will talk everything Cardinals. So plenty of Cardinals coverage. We'll be right here on KMOX um, later on this evening. And like we talked about, it's the only place that you're going to get Cardinals coverage live after six o'clock in this city. And it's the best anyway. We'll give you the best coverage. We're the home of the Cardinals, baby. How can we not give you the best coverage? And you can listen to that coverage and the games themselves with the Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y, where you can listen to the Chris and Amy show, Dave Glover, Total Information, AM and PM. Everything is on the Odyssey app, including the podcasts, if you missed any of the shows throughout the day. For you to visit with us, it's very simple, 314-436-7900. And we got a text from our guy, Andy Candy. Andy Carranza from uh, Crown Candy. And he says, you know, Chris, if you had an iPhone... I'm sure Amy would get all of your texts promptly. Not Team a, Amy slash iPhone. Not a bad point. Listen, I don't need this from Andy. It might Andy. be on I you. I do not need this. I do not need this Android shaming from Andy Candy. Well, but we were shaming Amy, and that's you. You got me to help you shame Amy, and I didn't have all the facts. I didn't realize that you might have been been bearing, holding some culpability here. I didn't lie. No, you didn't, but you misled, much like those Democratic press secretaries. The texture was on to something. I didn't lie about it. 
Mm. And I didn't mislead. Mm. You omitted. I didn't omit. You did. All right. <laughs> I I admit that I omitted. That's Nate Gatter. I'm Chris Ranji. This is KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.